0: Hey 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 who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. This is the Round Table for April and uh, it's going to be a good one. We've got a good subject. Uh, To go through, we're going to catch up on some general hooness. But before we kick it on with that, let's introduce the team. My name is Gary, of course, and joining me is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm Maria.
2: I'm Jordan. I'm Mac. I'm Harry.
0: you guys you guys and your technology dear oh dear so i am joined by maria jordan matt and harry and uh, sadly no adam or mark this evening those guys uh, i think those guys have got something called a life which is interesting so they're off doing life stuff so uh, we will we'll we'll steer the ship for tonight and do all that stuff so Uh, As always, we will see how this goes technology-wise. We've already had one casualty. Jordan's just left us. I'm sure he'll pop back up and uh, and say hello. So the content for the April Roundtable is, before we crack on with our uh, thoughts and getting our team's thoughts on the recent jody special legend of the sea devils because you guys if you've heard the podcast from last week you know my my thoughts and adam's thoughts on it so i'm not going to tread the same old water welcome back jordan jordan's uh, back in the game so to speak we <laughs> tagged him back in oh. hello jordan So, hello. yes, uh, (laughs) we will get on to that. These guys will give you their thoughts on on Legend of Sea Devil. So I'm very, very much looking forward to what these guys thought to that. But before we do that, we're going to catch up on some Who, because as always, as we get close to a new Doctor arriving and a new era, etc., we always have these things going on. uh, Especially here in the UK, the newspapers and the media outlets just go nuts with silly rumors and scraping the barrel for new stories and so on so before we get on to the the slight details with that uh, open forum as always guys uh who's who's getting to that point now where they're really looking forward to a new a new doctor uh, with russell coming on board so i don't want to call time too early on jody's era we've still got another episode to go of course but who is now getting to that point where they're kind of just looking forward to to something new
3: i'll jump yeah, in I, I am oh well oh, now well, <laughs> oh here we go <laughs> now, well we're gonna have Up to, to you, harry. For it. go on harry what no, are you after, after you matt oh all right then after me okay we're just too polite it's very british of us um uh yeah i'm so excited for something new gary honestly uh in fact um well as will become apparent when i talk about uh, my thoughts on uh, legend of the sea devils uh, later on uh i am very much in the mood for something new and uh something something good you know that'd be quite nice Something <laughs> <be> uh, <laughs> yeah
0: yeah just as simple as that just want some good doctor yeah. Who. Oh, okay
3: yeah yeah exactly like it used to be you know but and it will be uh, hopefully because because russell's coming back you know it is a dream come true i mean i, I still pinch myself you know at the thought of it it's um you know it's 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 a it's a wonderful thing i'm very optimistic about uh 2023
0: onwards i think okay okay interesting matt what were you going to say dude
4: i was just going to say basically the same thing um yeah really looking forward to something new um as much as i i really enjoyed flux apart from episode six um I enjoyed it, Eve of the Daleks, and you'll hear what I think of Legends of the Sea Devils or Legends of the Ex- Exposition a bit later. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Russell coming back, um, Hugh Grant coming on as the 14th Doctor. Um, I think it's just going to be brilliant, you know?
0: <laughs> Lovely. Okay, let's go to Jodie's biggest fan. I'm Remember- sorry,
4: I thought David Tennant was the 14th Doctor. Uh, well,
3: or have I heard that wrong?
0: Yeah, they probably both will. It will be like an alternate universe, go between the multiverse thing we've got Hugh Grant in one tenant in the other oh, we can, they Danny can anything, Dyer can't they? in another one, yeah uh Jody Whitaker's biggest fan, Maria, uh what are your thoughts on this one
1: Ah. Uh. Well, um yeah, I keep seeing all these rumors that um David Tennant is coming back and um so you know, I'm kind of thinking, you know, obviously that that must be a lot of spin cuz um I can't imagine you know he he would come back. I mean, um I suppose they could do it. Um but yeah, I'm I mean, no, I am I am looking forward to something new. I mean, I'm very conscious that we've got a while to wait until we see the regeneration so um you know and obviously um you know we can talk about the trailer and everything um you know but which looks really interesting so um yeah I am looking forward to something fresh um but I think we're gonna have to wait until um we're gonna have to wait until quite late in the year aren't we until we see the new doctor so um yeah I mean I'm looking forward to it I mean I haven't um you know i haven't really had any recent thoughts about who it could be but um yeah i i'm excited i mean i think a bit like um harry was saying it is a bit of a dream that RTD is coming back, really. Um, you know, obviously, we haven't seen anything coming out to say what they're doing at the moment. But, yeah, it's a bit of a dream. You do have to kind of pinch yourself and kind of say, it's definitely coming back. So, um, yeah, I, I am looking forward to something new, definitely. I mean, I am I did re-watch um, uh, Legend of the Sea Devils again um, today. And... Um, yeah, if I, if I have a a story that doesn't have so much exposition in it, I will be really, really happy. Mm. And I think, you know, I think, I think Russell's going to pull it out the bag. As as you were saying, I think in the podcast, in terms of characterization and things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to something, something new. Um, and it's very exciting to kind of imagine what that might be. So yeah, that's my take on it.
0: Nice one. Okay. Jordan, what are your thoughts? Are you looking forward to this, or are you happy yeah. with Jodie's stuff? Yeah. You don't want her to go.
2: I want to go. Not sure about. I think. I think. I'm looking forward to it. Someone new being the Doctor. I think. Um, and I think this Sea Devil one really sort of proved that. I think it's time that they all went. But. I still think I still can't get over the feeling that I think Jodie Whittaker's been done dirty by Mm. this whole era. I think is the problem, but I don't know. I'm 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 excited that Rosalie Davis is coming back.
0: Interesting, Jordan. So you feel like she's uh, she's been sort of sold a, a bill of sour grapes.
2: I think she has. I mean, I think she was good. She's brilliant in the stories that Chris Chibnall doesn't write.
0: Uh, if yes. that makes
2: sense, mm-hmm. things like Demons of the Punjab and Blam and things like that—stuff that he didn't actually write—I think other writers have got a better, ha- better handle on her doctor than he does. And okay. maybe they're just writing it as if it was a different doctor altogether. But I don't know. I I think it's. I think the problem. Really has been Chris Chibnall. I don't like bashing, you know, people and whatever, but I do think that a lot of the the blame for these series can be put at his door.
0: Okay, interesting. I think uh, I think most of us would agree with you on that one because I think uh, certainly on the on the podcast, the, the when Adam and I were reviewing um, each Jodie series as we went through them. We definitely picked up on that. The the episodes that Chibbers wasn't writing, they seem to have a little bit more substance to them and a little bit more... Um, uh, what's the word? The the Doctor wasn't so paint-by-numbers. So I think that the episodes where Chibbers yeah. writes for Jodie, it's very much a... Something's gone bad, investigate with the Sonic, a bit of exposition, tie it all up in a nice bow at the end. Yeah move on to the next one. So, yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you, dude, on that one. Th- okay,
2: it's not just me then. That's fine. Oh,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, that's a common thing, I think, dude. Okay, interesting. So, I think um, I think we're all in agreement there. The consensus is, uh, although Jodie's got one episode to go, we are all looking forward to a bit of a change-up, a bit of a, yeah, don't let the door hit you on the way out sort of thing. Okay, so... Cool. And then just one thing I wanted to pick up before we get on to the Sea Devil stuff was um, this uh, uh, story that's been going uh, through the, going around the, the newspaper website. I don't think they're in the newspapers, but the website for the newspapers, like the Radio Times and the Express and so on, where they're pretty much destroying the next episode before it's even gone out the door. So the the crux of the story is essentially um, Jodie has been... Jodie has been muscled out of the story prematurely because there's a much larger cast of arguably more popular characters. So her finale regen story is a failure before it's even got off the ground. So what they're basically saying is because the next time trailer was the most popular thing of, of Doctor Who for that week and completely overshadowed the episode, um, everybody is talking about ace coming back tegan and apparently there's another character that we don't know about yet that is also coming back that's not been in the trailer or announced and uh, the master being back and all that stuff so basically the the, the vibe of these articles is jody hasn't got a fair crack at the whip for her own regen story because all of these other very cool popular characters will will take the limelight off of her and it'll be about that. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? What do you reckon, Maria? Uh,
1: well, I I hadn't actually read the story, so it's actually, you know, really interesting that um, you should say that. I mean, it kind of makes me imagine, is it going to be kind of a bit like episode one of Flux, where we were kind of introduced to all these different characters and scenarios, and, you know, it was all a bit of a jumble, you know, trying to work it all out. Um I mean, when you said that Jodie hadn't got a fair or or the impression is that Jodie's not going to get, a, you know, a a regeneration that kind of um, concentrates on her. I I did um, actually kind of imagine I went back to actually David Tennant's um, last story. You know, he he got obviously a two parter, you know, which kind of gave him a. Um, you know a really good farewell and you know obviously had that protracted um, farewell at the end but um, but yeah I think uh, I w- I would like Jodie to actually have a good regeneration story. I think it would be really unfortunate if she was overshadowed but you know Chris Chibnall waits until the last minute to kind of <laughs> bring back all these characters that we've been dying for him to bring back over his tenure. I mean he's had three three series to kind of think about it and he decides he's going to bring them all back in the last story i mean i don't know whether it's a act of desperation or a stroke of genius um <laughs> i don't know um but yeah it'll be interesting to see how much um time jody actually gets so uh, but i think it's meant to be a, it a 90 minute special apparently so you know who knows i mean she may get you know she may get a good send-off i'm not sure
0: Mm, who knows say. yeah uh just for some context guys so this is one of them this is from the radio dot com and the the episode sorry the article title is is dr who centenary special already in trouble question mark and then the uh the sort of subtitle is jodie whittaker's regeneration story uh should be the focus but a host of guest stars and returning foes risks making the story overstuffed and taking the focus away from the doctor's regeneration so that's uh from the com, But what do you reckon, Matt?
4: Well, I mean, come on. I mean, you look at David Tennant's final episode. Um, you had Donna, Wilf, you had The Master, you had The Return of the Time Lords, you had... Uh, who else? I mean, everybody who was ever in RTD's era, basically at the end as a farewell. Um, you go to... Matt Smith's last episode, um, and I know you're reviewing this one next week, I believe, or this week. Um, so I won't say too much, but everyone in the kitchen sink is in there. Um, so I, I can't believe. I think it's 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 clickbait. It's all that is. Um, uh, they, uh, Chipnall has got to look at the viewing stats and think. Right, well, something's not working what do people want? And they want people that they, they want the characters that they like. They want, well, they want a decent story, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and I mean, he's, he's looks like in the last episode, it's taken him what, five years, but looks like we're going to get, you know, something that we, we actually want. I, I don't think that it's going to overshadow Jodie because like I say, everybody, er, nearly every doctor has had the exact same thing. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I think, you know, she's not had a, cr- a fair crack at the whip for her entire run, like Jordan was saying, not just this last episode. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's really fair to say that just because we get getting some cool people um, and some more characters in on the last episode that it's going to totally ruin her exit. Mm-hmm. I don't, no, I, yeah, I don't agree with it.
0: Okay, interesting. Jordan, what do you, what do you think?
2: Um, I I don't think it'll overshadow it. I think he'll um. I think he'll probably. I reckon he'll keep the focus on the thirteenth Doctor, and I think Tegan and Ace and everybody else that's coming back will just be. I just use the term the icing on the cake, but it, you know it's that kind of thing. It's like oh, all right, this is what you want. That I'll give you what you want, and it. I think I think that's kind of what his attitude seems to be with this finale. I don't I don't think it'll overshadow her era ending. I think it'll. Um, who knows? It might wrap it up in a nice little bow. You never know.
0: Mm. Okay. Cool. And Harry.
2: Uh, a couple of things. I think. Maybe uh, it
3: might be a good thing to give Chibnall a bit of the benefit of the doubt because, you know, maybe plans were different before the pandemic happened and he would have had more episodes to maybe, you know, um, he would have had more time to have tied up some of the loose ends. Um, I am a little bit concerned uh, that it's not all going to be done satisfyingly uh, in, like, one seventy-five minute 90-minute episode or whatever, I feel like that's not enough time to, you know, um, sort through all of the uh, returning uh, characters and monsters that we have coming back. Uh, you know, ones that we didn't even realise were going to be coming back, like um, uh, the Lone Cyberman. Like, he's back from the dead now, like, which is a bit strange. And also the Timeless Child stuff and, you know, probably the inevitable return of Joe Martin. Like... Yeah, it seems like it's going to be packed. So, if anything uh, like Jodie's regeneration being overshadowed is kind of the least of my worries, it's more just kind of like a, a, a how just how is this going to be comprehensible? How is this going to be palatable because it seems like there's just so much going on. Um so and if that is the case, I mean yeah. Um you know, we could we could put it down to perhaps uh Chibnall uh, you know, not having as much time as as he perhaps could have had to have got that stuff done. I feel like a lot of his um, a lot of what he might have had planned um, ha- has maybe gone askew at this point. So it would be really interesting for him to talk, like post Doctor Who, kind of what those plans would have been before COVID happened. Um, so yeah, I hope there's some kind of writer's tale like uh maybe not like you know quite as extensive as that, but you know an interview in Doctor Two magazine maybe where he explains all of that um and also, I think Doctor Who these past few years has been a bit more um for want of maybe a better word, quiet, you know it's moved to Sunday nights and it's a little bit more it's just a little bit calmer a little bit more quiet so if jodie's regeneration isn't like this big bombastic you know speech uh in the tardis blows up the tardis kind of uh, ordeal which we've come to expect over the last sort of 10 years um then i think that's befitting of the way this era has panned out so i'm not sure if i'd necessarily mind if it wasn't um if it wasn't uh, the focal point of the episode um so yeah that's my two cents on it
0: okay some really good thoughts from you guys on that because i thought that um uh similar thing so to follow up on what you were saying matt uh yes adam and i did review the time of the doctor earlier so that was matt's last story the region and that's all done in one episode of around 55 minutes and in that particular i don't know if you guys remember that story but that's the one where the moth bag resolved all of the things in one go. So that was like the crack in the wall, the time Lords coming through the silence. Um, uh, you know, all that stuff where the TARDIS blew up the universe and the doctor rebooted it, all of those things that uh, Moffat resolved all of that. So um, I won't give too much away until you listen to that episode for this week. But if if they try and do a similar thing, if Chibas tries to do a similar thing here, then that is a concern. That is a worry. So I'm I'm wondering how much he's going to try and squeeze in and speed run through it because alongside the stuff that's not necessarily we need to have resolved, but the things that he might choose to give us answers to on top of that, you've got this big supporting cast who are also there, who also need screen time who also need to figure out how they're going to move narratively through this episode. So, yeah, I I it's really interesting. I thought I thought you guys were just going to say uh yeah, it's going to be rubbish. But as usual, um you've given us great insight because you're awesome big brains. So, yeah, that's really interesting, guys. Um okay, unless you guys know of anything, I don't think there's anything else that's sort of knocking around in terms of new who uh, news or anything like that, I can't see any. But
3: I, I did, mean, um, all, all I'm going to say is that it's you know thrilling that Tegan and Ace are coming back, even mm. if you know maybe they are spare parts in the story, like Kate Stewart was at the end of Flocks. You know, that's a
4: treat. Um, mm. So yeah,
0: spare parts, good story, Matt. Sorry, go on.
4: I did see a, uh, a a slight rumor, and I know you know we oh. don't do rumors on the podcast, but. <laughs> It got me really excited, so I'm going to have to talk about it. Um, But there's a slight rumour that there might be, that RTD might be planning a surprise holiday 2022 special. And the only reason that I think that this deserves merit is it's been, it was RTD's idea to, to give the, Christmas specials um, their yearly yearly episodes um, since he brought it back and this will be the first year if I'm not mistaken that we won't have one since 2005 at least a holiday special if not a Christmas special so it, that's kind of makes me think maybe there might be something towards it but it could be total rubbish
0: why do you do this Matt? Why do you do this? We were all set and prepared and ready to just wait until, wait a year, year and a half for the new stuff. But now you've dangled the carrot. It's like, yeah, it could be back for Crimbo. Special RT. Why do you do that? Because now Christmas is going to come and go. And if it doesn't happen, all eyes are going to be on you, buddy.
4: I know. And you know that the BBC and Radio Times and The Guardian listen. So it's going to be all headline news tomorrow. I'm going to have reporters at my door.
0: Yeah they will be yeah they'll be like guys you listen to a big blue box right yeah yeah so matt was on there last night and he's blown it the cats out the bag brilliant we'll have to announce that i'll tell you what matt if there's an announcement in the next month or two for a christmas special that's that's you mate you've done that well done i
4: think i think i can hear someone
2: knocking on your door being mm-hmm.
4: like, <laughs> <a day. laughs> i think it's rtd now
0: <laughs> Oh, God, there will be a knock on the door. They're like, Matt, (laughs) there's someone here for you. He's in a suit. He looks quite important, and he's got a briefcase. There's nothing in it, but something quite heavy is rattling around in it. He says he wants to talk to you alone. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do that then. Okay, so there's nothing else other than Matt's, uh, Matt's potentially breaking the internet-style rumour. There's nothing else that's uh, knocking around. So, let's get into it then. Let's talk about, what you guys thought of "Legend of the Sea Devils." Now, it's no surprise, especially if you, especially if you haven't um, <laughs> you know when you remember when you were back at school? because uh, listener, you can't obviously see what I'm seeing. I can just see a sea of, of faces of, uh, of our blue box team. And do you remember when you were back at school and you were all hyped up in one lesson because you thought you were going to have like just a lesson of watching a video. And it was going to be nice and chilled. But then the teacher just pulls a one eighty on you and it's like we're gonna have a test. And everyone's face just drops. And there's the the tone just changes. That's just what's that's just what's happened. Exactly that. When I mentioned the episode, everyone's face was like mm. All of a sudden, I'm busy. I need to end.
2: It was an absolute betrayal when the teachers used to do that.
0: It was, yes. So class tomorrow, we're going to watch a video on insert thing here. Probably something on space or metals or lions or something. And then it's like, oh, the, the the video's broken. The VCR machine doesn't work. The top loader is busted. So we're going to do a test on something else. Maths. Brilliant. So legend of the sea devils if you guys have listened to the regular podcast last week adam and i gave you our thoughts on it so i'm not i'm not gonna lead on this one because i don't want to repeat and put myself in a bad mood going to bed i want to have i want to watch a nice episode of who with some hot chocolate and chill out and have a a nice peaceful sleep i don't want to go to bed angry so who are we going to go with first let's do like a like a quick five-minute or a couple of minutes summary of what you guys thought. Um, Jordan, tell us your thoughts.
2: I thought it was okay. It wasn't great, but it was just, I don't know, it was it was a fine run around where nothing happened and the sea devils weren't used great. There was a, quite a few. What irritated me the most, I think Adam says it in the podcast, was... I noticed there was a lot of directing choices that were shockingly bad. And there was a lot of editing choices, which were shockingly bad, mainly in the sword fighting when you'd have the sea devil with like the sword and it swings down, but you'd have the reaction from the character first. And then the sword coming down on top of them. Whereas normally you'd have it the other way round. <laughs> it was, it was very poorly edited
0: you mean the basics um, of editing, and they did
2: feel like there was bits. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know who edited it. I don't know if it was like a, a student or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, there was there were it was things like that that I felt really let it down for me. Never mind the fact that the story didn't. I couldn't tell you what this Keystone thing was that they were after, and this. Pirate Queen might just as well not have been in it. She was in it for the first ten minutes, and then he seemed to forget that she was even there. Um, It was it was harmless. Is is all I can really say about it. It was it was fine. Uh... John Pert we see Devil Story is better, Mm -hmm. and it's it takes it's it takes skill to make Warriors of the Deep look like a better story.
0: Jordan have you ever thought about going into politics that's a a beautiful example of a politician's answer to, to something very good okay uh I think we spoke about Warriors of the deep on the of the deep on the last round table if memory serves when we were doing our are we looking forward to this story or not round table so yeah uh yes uh Maria then what did you think
1: Oh, I had such high hopes for this story. I really did. Well, mind you, saying that, I think I did I think I did say when we did the last round table that I, I thought it was gonna be a little mix of everything and and that's what it turned out to be. Um, it, as as Jordan says, it was all right. I mean, I I have to be honest, I missed about twenty minutes of it in the middle because I got distracted with something else. So I kind of I didn't feel like I'd missed anything majorly when I kind of rejoined again, but I have watched it all the way through. So um, again, um, but yeah, it was really funny what you were saying about the, the editing, um, Jordan, because I noticed it in the pre-credit that um, you've got you've got the sea devil that kind of strikes uh, um, the young man's father. I can't remember his name, but he strikes him, and then he's looking up. And that's the that's, that's the bit you go into the credits with, and I just thought I thought that was so weird, and then and then when I was rewatching, I was kind of um, I was kind of looking to see obviously that the action flowed and everything, and as you're saying, there's some shocking editing in it. Um, you know, things seem to happen out of. Out of the action, we don't actually see it, and then people are in different places to where they should be, so you know um one minute you know Dan is with the doctor and Yaz, and then he's suddenly with the young man on the beach um and then there's other bits where um you know suddenly the doctor the doctor was in the uh the engine room with um with Yaz and the and the sea devil, and then the next minute she's kind of swinging from the ship across to uh, Madame Ching, Ching's ship. Um, so yeah, there's all these kind of weird things and um yeah it it kind of doesn't really make sense as a story. I, I struggled a bit to follow it as well. I, I I I kind of thought they kind of jammed in a bit too much information in there. There was it wasn't kind of flowing very well. So it was it was okay. I mean for a I suppose for a holiday special for anyone that kind of isn't you know a proper fan and kind of looking out for all these different things you know it's probably fine you know but um i'm a bit more demanding as a fan and um it was okay but yeah it wasn't great that's my two cents worth
0: Mm -hmm. okay okay harry actually uh talking of harry on the last round table do you guys remember what we said about harry you weren't there were you harry on the last one
3: I wasn't, no. Uh, remind me what you said. Yeah, so we
0: were like, where, where the bloody hell's Harry? Like, uh, we need his input on, on his thoughts on the upcoming story at the time. And then we all came to the conclusion that uh, because there was, there was something that was in the news or something that was knocking around that we spoke about, probably around like new casting for Doctors. And we thought, hold on a minute, we know where Harry is. He's hanging out with RTD. He's just auditioned for the next Doctor, and now he can't be on the podcast anymore because he's. <laughs> he's been employed by the BBC. He's the new Doctor, so uh, well, careful you what see, you that's say. That's the thing. Yeah.
3: I-, I knew that Russell wasn't round Matt's house just now because he's in the flat <laughs> next to mine. Um, <laughs> cats out the bag. Uh, so next oh, Doctor, I-, I wish Gary. I what- <laughs> wish
0: <laughs> Doctor Fourteen. What did you think to this episode?
3: uh okay so uh as a um creative practitioner i don't like to be hypercritical of other people's creative work so i'll try to be as constructive as possible here we have said that I we've already had this, this from jordan was... you don't need
0: to be politically uh <laughs> tactful it's all it's all good
3: well i have to pre preface what i'm about to say because i I was about to say that um i thought it was absolutely dreadful i thought it was terrible (laughs) after all that i thought it was one of the worst (laughs) it was one of the worst episodes of of of, of doctor who i think in my opinion i was i was thoroughly unengaged um for a number of reasons you know it was poorly edited as, as, as a couple of us have said um there, there was so much explaining. I mean, I don't have a massive problem with exposition as long as it's interesting. It just wasn't interesting. It was just so boring. And, the, and this might be a controversial statement, but what is it about the Sea Devils that everyone loves so much? They're crap, <laughs> and they look terrible. And like, they they look even worse than they did in the seventies with their CGI eyes and and like their Hulk jumping onto like these flying ships. Oh, I've I've made some people squirm awkwardly in their chairs um no this, uh, this
1: sea devil was crap not not the <laughs> sea devils this sea devil
0: was crap Jesus Christ
3: I mean to be fair I watched um the sea devils uh once like a few years ago a good few years ago now on the horror channel and I remember I remember liking it like for the master but I, I wasn't I can't really remember anything about the sea devil. So maybe I need to go back and watch, watch it again. But, um, I mean, as far as it stands, I'm just sort of thinking, is it kind of just like a nostalgia thing? Like, is it just, you know, that they give people a warm, fuzzy, nostalgic feeling? I don't know. But, um, so yeah, there's that side of it. And also as well, like the doctor and Yasmin, like that romance, like I, I just, it just doesn't, I think the biggest problem about it is that it just doesn't ring true. Like, I don't feel like it's been earned at all. And I feel like maybe Jodie and Mandip are trying their best to kind of rinse some truth out of, like, something which has just been tacked on because uh, Chris Chibnall's perhaps realised that, you know, people ship the Doctor and Yasmin. And I'm not judging people who ship characters, but, uh, like... I, I don't really think that's a good thing to do as a writer to kind of, you know, think, oh, well, you know, certain people will like this and, like, just, just throw it in when there's been no, you know, it feels like an afterthought and it just feels very, it just doesn't ring true. And, and you know, it's the fact of, like, you know, it's been done before, this Doctor and Companion, like, you know, love interest thing where the Doctor says, oh, I can't be with you. You can spend the rest of your life with me. I can't spend the rest of my life with you. It's been done before and it's boring, um so and you know and the action just stops to have conversations about that kind of thing which is really forced and unnatural um and i know i'm talking about truth in a show which is absolutely ridiculous and you know fantastical and you know not really believable by its own admission the majority of the time uh but um i just yeah i i I don't like the whole phasmin thing um i think it's I, i think it's silly
0: okay all righty, Matt. Have you got anything positive that you'd like to to place on this conversation after we've yeah not been very kind, especially Harry?
4: I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Um, I mean, <laughs> what in the name of Rassilon's pants was that? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I, d- I don't know even where to begin. I, d- <laughs> I thought
2: you we were going to be nice about it.
4: I thought that as well. But
0: then we had Rassilon's pants thrown in the mix.
4: <laughs> I was, I was that angry. I'll be honest. Wow. Okay. I, all right. Well, that's we 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 have bashed. That's this. an
2: alternative version of the Five Doctors.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought this was a family podcast. <laughs> yeah, they cut that out for the
0: pre-watershed uh, cut of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh no.
3: The BBC Two repeat, like they used to have for uh for, for Torchwood. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. that.
4: <laughs> I mean, we we've all pretty much bashed this episode, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. Start with what I thought I liked about it. So, um, first off, the Sea Devil sculpture at the start, it looked great. And I can see that that's just going to be an instant Robert Harrop figure. Um, And I can just, I can already, I can hear... Adam's partner telling him off for pre-ordering that one already. Oh yeah, because he's going to be itching to get it. Mm-hmm. But I thought that looked brilliant. Um, the Sea Devil's design for the majority of the majority of part looked really nice. Um, a part I think I've seen many people um, talk about is the necklace on the Chief Sea Devil to um, indicate when he's talking like Chibnall doesn't think that the audience is capable of knowing when a sea devil is talking if we don't have the Dalek ears indicating when or you know when when they're going to be talking I, it just I don't see the point in it at all uh, it just annoys me because I kept thinking about it every time I saw it so it took me out of the story every single time but we're on to positives So, um, the underwater scenes in the episode looked absolutely amazing, and I think that's where 99.9% of the budget went, Um, but yeah, it looked fantastic, Um, especially when the, uh, I don't think it was the same monster from Warriors of the Deep, Um, I don't think that was confirmed, was it? I just think they labelled it a sea monster. Um,
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah
4: yeah but that monster grabbing the TARDIS I thought that looked brilliant I thoroughly enjoyed that now that's probably all I've got to say on the pros. like I tried I tried my best um, but 30 seconds 30 seconds into the story and the Doctor's the Sonic 3 times you counted wow I, I rewatched this last night and I, I noticed how much it, the Sonic was used for everything. So I thought, right let's see how many times it it needs to it needs the visitation to happen to it it just needs to be set on fire thrown into the sand that's the thing that the sea devil could have done to make it scarier is get rid of that damn Sonic <laughs> well
0: Matt's on one, I'll go on from that. keep going
4: oh when the sea, every time that sword was used with the sea devils, um, with the chief sea devil, I mean, don't even get me started. I think everyone's just in the same frame of mind. Um, it's just horrendous. <laughs> I don't. I, I. I think. I think maybe some part of me is hoping that it was really down to COVID restrictions <laughs> and not something that was invited you know a class of year 10 it students to do their homework on it and pile this together you know um i just i don't have much to nice to say about this episode and i feel like i'm just going to bring it right down for everybody
0: um that's cool dude that's cool um okay so does anybody have any positives? Does anybody got anything that they actually came away from the episode thinking actually that was that was pretty cool? You know, I didn't mind that at all.
3: Some of the visual effects, some of them, looked really good. The and yeah, the I'd ship set. Yeah, I agree with
1: that as well. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was spectacular. It's a shame that the story, you know, around it. uh Yeah, but 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 you know, the set of the ship was spectacular. <laughs>
0: spectacular spectacular okay there
1: was there was there was one bit that i really liked which was when um they uh dan and uh um oh god i keep i keep forgetting the name of the um the the female pirate madame ching Ching, um they were on the they were on the deck and they were looking up at the sky and um the stars were starting to move um, and I thought that was actually an interesting concept. I mean, they kind of they kind of explained it in a kind of techno babble way um, later on. But um, I actually I actually enjoyed um, that bit. And as Harry was saying, some of the bits on the ship itself looked nice, and the actual bit at the beginning when um, you know when they introduced the the village the the village was actually quite nice I mean, I mean visually i thought it it did look nice it looked kind of it looked like they've given it a bit of a polish so it did actually look really nice um <laughs> but yeah um i'm just trying to think what else was actually um good in there um yeah that was basically it i mean the visuals were good um not so keen on some of the characterization but yeah
0: hmm visuals yeah i think a lot of people have said that the uh the visuals are, were pretty sweet. I found them to be one extreme to the other. If I'm being honest, I felt like some visual effects were absolutely beautiful. Like some of the underwater stuff was really nice, and mm. uh, some of the wide-angle shots where you saw the pirate ship just anchored, and you saw like the island and stuff and the beach, and the way that they'd done the yeah. sky was very was very cool. It looked really nice. But then some other effects were just really, really ropey. Like we're talking low budget not even 2005 we're talking like don't know mccoy era uh kind of stuff so but no i do agree with you on the main it did look like a very good episode it was very um it was very cinematic in in, in certain places and uh and and stuff like that and the ship this is one of my gripes i had uh on when i recorded the episode was the as harry mentioned the pirate ship set Looked really good. We just didn't see enough of it because uh apparently uh, Mandip Gill had commented on how amazing that set looked because they had constructed pretty much a full scale pirate ship, you know, deck and everything to do all that stuff on. But the angles are very tight and close. Um, and then the only wide shots you see of it are CG. So you don't really see much of that set. They didn't really make the most of it. But. Um, but yeah, visually it was it was very good. Like most of Jodie's era, though, like a lot of it has, been, has looked it, like Doctor Who's never looked as good um, in terms of sort of visual fidelity and quality and and stuff like that. Cinematography, it's all great. So, anyone else got any uh, any positives? Any any good stuff?
1: Um,
2: I liked oh, sorry, John I... Bishop, even though he was virtually not in it.
0: Good <laughs> at <According to> this. <laughs> you liked okay Um, you like the person that was in it the least right okay
1: yeah yeah uh i was going to mention a couple of other things um uh they went to all the trouble of obviously having a sea monster so i think they missed an opportunity to kind of confirm that you know that could have been the murka you know which i Mm. think could have could have kind of (laughs) redeemed what we see in um warriors of the deep so i think that was a bit of a missed opportunity um and I I liked um the Sasmin scenes. I mean, I think like I've said before, I, I don't think there's been enough time kind of um exploring that, um, their relationship. Um, but uh, the actual performances of the actors I I quite enjoyed. I, I thought they kind of they obviously brought as mu- as much emotion as they they could into it. Um it's not that I necessarily kind of believed it all um as i say because of the rush it's kind of been short uh, shoehorned in a little bit um but i i enjoyed their um performances with that as well i mean i wish they could have um kind of thought about um kind of introducing it earlier um but i, I enjoyed that i yeah i think i i found some positives in it I you know i i didn't dislike um all of it um
4: yeah i was i literally i'm i am going through i i watched it last night and I took so many notes and i'm scrolling through and i'm trying to find something nice to say mm-hmm. and the only thing I can find is i i really liked when i didn't like when um they all got slaughtered by Dan but I, what I did like was the sound effect was used um the sound effect of the hurt or injured sea devil was the same from uh the pertwee story i i liked that he included that and it didn't change it at all so that was nice
0: okay yeah oh, actually that was cool yeah yeah nice okay i think we mentioned the murker on the last round table when we were saying i think when we got to the end of the last round table we did a whole um so what are you guys looking forward to uh, and i think like maria said there was some there was an opportunity for some redemption for the merka because it was done so poorly in warriors of the deep the the design of it and the way it was filmed just didn't do it any justice at all so this could have been a, a sweet opportunity to have a a much better looking more more uh, fearsome murker for us to uh, to get our teeth into but alas it's a Chippers episode after all. Um, uh, quick question, and let's finish up on on, a, on a, another question. Uh, we might have done this before, so sorry, listener, if this is a duplication, but I can't remember if we've done this before, but aside from the Sea Devils, obviously now they've, they've had their window, they've, they've tried and, and done that with the recent episode. What's a, a classic alien or a classic monster that you want to see Russell bring back for the new Doctor to go up against? So I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Let's go to Jordan. What monster do you want to see come back? Oh,
2: something from... Something, probably something from Tom Baker's era. Something like the Vok robots, maybe. They might be quite good to bring back.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I think
2: that that sort of art deco look that they've got would probably probably still hold up. Oh, it still holds up now in the episode, but I think it would you know sort of 21st century spruce it up a bit and i think it would look really good still i think that design would still look really good
0: okay okay interesting um harry what you got
3: 100% the crinoids
0: the crinoids because, nice
3: because seeds of uh seeds of doom is uh one of my all-time favorite dot two stories and also um You know, if you redesigned that monster, they could be incredibly scary, like, in this day and age. And you could probably... I could see them making, like, an even better allegory for climate change um, than Orphan 55. Mm -hmm. uh, Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, if we uh, mess up the planet and we all die out, as morbid as this is sort of sounding, uh, you know, the plants, they're going to remain here, they're going to take over, Mm -hmm. they don't care, kind of thing. So I feel like um, it might... Now is as good a time as any uh, to sort of uh, bring them back. Uh, yeah, I would love that, and especially if Russell did it as well. Yeah, th- they're in very good hands um, mm. if he, if he writes a story about about them, or somebody who he gets on board writes about them. I don't care. I just want to see crinoids. <laughs>
0: That's a good one. Okay, Harry. Uh, sorry, Matt. Classic monster.
4: Do you know? I'd uh, I'd really like to see the psychic circus back. Um, Ooh. I think. Yeah, I think they were great. Um, I think the whole, the whole premise for it was um, was fantastic. And uh, if if they did that, could they then bring Ace into the fold? Like, uh, I know obviously she's coming back um, in in Jody's final, but much like school reunion, um, we could have a full setup story for the further adventures of Ace uh, or a charitable Earth, um which brings back you know she hated those clowns and you know we, we could have we could have a modern take on a, a classic a classic classic episode
0: interesting so when you say the the psychic circus do you mean just the clown stuff or do you mean like the Ragnarok gods like the whole thing or just the clowns? the
4: whole thing i think it would be really interesting to go back to i can't i can't remember the planet that they were on but i think to go back to the same place um much like you know they they've done countless times with other planets um but with a different twist yeah. um but still like maybe it's it was okay for a while the planet had um you know gotten to grips with the aftermath and uh, now you know they're lurking they're they're coming back to town um but completely different take on it i'd like to see mm. just some more um some more uh, more, more episodes with um a, another story involving the the psychic circus i just think that that was that's such a good story
0: cool yeah sounds good okie dokie maria classic monster or alien
1: well, I, I've got a few actually. Uh, I've got um, the the Wirin from the Ark in space. Uh, I'd really like to see those kind of reimagined for the modern age, and I, I think that could be that could be quite interesting. Um, I just like I just like the way um, they kind of did it in the original story. You know the way they move, and you know the idea of kind of insect eggs and that kind of stuff. Um, Possibly the Mara um, as well from the 1980s. Um, I think the idea of snakes is quite terrifying. So, um, yeah, I I would love to see maybe the Mara come back. And um, the other one was the Raston uh, warrior robot from The Five Doctors. I'd love to see that come back and kind of be reimagined for the modern age. So just just because of the way they, uh, you know, the way it moves and things like that. But yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Those are my choices. Yeah, some good
0: ones there, guys. Uh, I think for me, I would love to see Sutek come back from Pyramids of Mars. I think that dude gave the Doctor a bit of trouble in that story. And I think if we had a sweet two-parter where he he came back in some shape or form uh, i think he could really put the doctor on the ropes and that'd be a very cool episode i think it wouldn't be one of those uh i don't know what to say it or not it wouldn't be one of those chibber style written episodes where it's um uh something comes back wants to take over the world doctor gets a sonic out yeah Let's go and have a cup of tea. It's all done. So that would be cool. I'd like to see a real threatening, uh, with any of the monsters and aliens that you guys have mentioned, I'd love to see all of those, but just make it so that there's a good threat level. It's not just a, you know, we're going to grimace and grin and uh, quip and exposition our way through with a bit of sonic action and that's it. So hopefully those days are behind us very shortly. So, yeah. Okie dokie. And just lastly, then, I do we do want to do a last thing then uh is our score. We haven't haven't got a score from you guys yet on Legend of the Sea Devil. So out of ten, Jordan.
2: I would give it a six, I think. Six Sea Devils out of ten, I think. Six it was good, devils. but it it was it wasn't great.
0: Okie dokie, a six. Uh right, Matt.
4: Um I'm gonna give it a ten. No, um I'm gonna <laughs> give it
0: yeah, I'm gonna give
4: it a 3.5.
0: A three point five.
4: I mean, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was watching Doctor Who or Dora the Explorer with all the amount of exposition that was in it. <laughs> um Right. I just I didn't have much nice to say about it, so we'll leave it at that.
0: Okay, Harry.
3: Legend of the Sea Devils, more like Legend of the Sh. Uh, word, I'm not going to finish Devils. Um, <laughs> probably, I don't want to give it a two. I don't want to give it a one. So I'm going to give it a 1.5 out of 10.
0: 1.5, the lowest of the gang so far. And Maria, yeah. out of 10, what would you give it?
1: Uh, I'm normally quite generous with my scoring. So. I'll give it a 5
0: out of 10. Middle of the road. Yeah, average. Yeah. I'll read you. i read you.
4: Gary, as an on-the-spot question for you, I think the listeners would love to know if you had to be forced to sit down and watch either Sleep No More or Legend of the Sea Devils, what would you pick? That's a naughty question,
0: Matt. Very naughty.
4: Um... I ask the tough questions. That's why I got Chibbers and RTD at my door.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, Bloody hell, Matt. Um, I think I would probably force myself to watch Sleep No More. Just because I think Capaldi's better in that than Jodie is in this one. But the rest of the story surrounding the doctors in both stories are not good none not good so sleep no more because i think capaldi is trying his best i think it sounds really uh, throwing a lot of shade on jody i'm not saying that she isn't but i just feel like capaldi is sort of bringing you know he, he's kind of firing on all cylinders throughout the story it's just not his fault it was a bad story that he had to try and carry whereas i think jody had some okay moments but yeah not as strong as capaldi so sleep no more dude thank you very much for the on the spot thing very good uh right uh i think we are going to wrap there dudes for the april round table (laughs) thank you very much dear big blue box listener for coming back this month for april's roundtable it's been very cool to chat to this lot to get their views on legend of the sea devils and uh, have a bit of a laugh around some of the silly rumors and uh, yeah i'm not sure if matt's going to be back uh, next month he could be in a jail cell somewhere thinking about what he's done and uh, we're not sure if harry's going to be here either he's probably got filming to do he's going to be in cardiff i learning probably... all the lines
3: yeah. gary There's so many lines
0: yeah it's tough yeah so okay so a six from jordan three and a half from matt a 1.5 from harry and a five from maria so thank you very much guys for taking the time out of your evening it's been great it's been a real laugh and a real insight to dig into your big old intelligent doctor who brains as always so thank you very much for your time maria it's been awesome thank you very much
1: it's been brilliant thanks gary
0: (laughs) jordan thank you very much buddy
2: oh thank you very much i'm just i'm impressed that i was the most generous there considering how much (laughs) i bashed it to begin with
0: yeah (laughs) yeah your score was not too bad yeah uh matt thank you very much dude
4: yeah thank you very much gary for having me as always um sorry if i've left everyone feeling slightly more depressed than they started the uh, podcast with
0: Uh, it's all good it's all good and harry thank you very much dude Doctor number 14, yes. much appreciated.
3: Uh, thank you. Yes, uh, I'll echo Matt's sentiments. Uh, sorry for the negativity, but uh, this has been a lot of fun as per usual. So thank you.
0: Indeed, yes. So we're going to do the Alonzi. Until next time, remember. Aye. Aye.